News and reports on SEO. It's Mr. SEO, Joe Balestrino. Joe Balestrino, owner and operator of MrSEO.com, and welcome to my podcast. Um, today I am with uh, uh, the one and only Mr. Alan Schneider. How are you doing, Alan? How you doing, Joe? Um, so it's been a while since we've done a podcast. We've been quite busy working on um, client stuff, and um, I'm actually getting ready to get married in October, so between working and trying to take care of all that stuff is is quite time consuming. Planning um, the nuptials, huh? Uh, you wouldn't believe how many things that have to be done um to get married. Little things that I know I'll forget that I have to write out cuz I just know I'll forget. And then you have in-laws coming in from out of town. It's it's just it's just hectic. Not easy. <clears throat> so, um all right, so today we I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Um hopefully if we have time we'll be able to get to it all. Uh, a little bit about some uh PPC and a little bit about monetizing site traffic. And if we have time we'll, we'll go into a little bit of um of uh link baiting. Um I wanted to talk about um people email all the time and they they, they always like to hear stories of stuff that we've actually done for all the clients, what problems we've run into, some some real life situations that and 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 how we, you know, um help resolve the issue. So th- there's a client that we've done work for uh recently that we took over their PPC campaign. And a lot of people don't think about us Mr. SEO as a company that does PPC, but we actually do quite a bit of PPC. And um I know I know you personally, which is why I wanted to have you on this podcast, was because you, you've been mostly overseeing all the um, all the aspects of this guy's campaign, and uh, I thought maybe you could tell us a little bit about what it was like when we before we took it over to after we took it over. Sure. Well, uh, initially, when we got a hold of this PPC campaign, um, it's someone who's selling a product. Um, which usually doesn't translate well in terms of contextual advertising. In other words, sponsored search normally does well, but contextual advertising doesn't particularly or isn't particularly well suited uh, sometimes to product sales. Now, services tend to do a little bit better, in my opinion, on on contextual advertising. But um, there were no adjustments made to this to this client's contextual ads. So. Um, you know, one of the things you can do when you when you're dealing with contextual ads, you can look at competitors. Um, you can find out where your competitors are advertising on, and you can eliminate those sources or those those websites from your contextual ads. Uh, the other thing you can do is actually go through, especially on AdWords. AdWords will allow you to go through and see which sites you're being advertised on. Um, you can do one of two things. You can take a look at the site itself and you know, get some sort of a value judgment based on what you know about SEO in regard to the site and whether or not it, you feel that it's likely to bring you any, um, you know, any conversions, any any clicks, and then possibly conversions. The other thing you can do is to um, just let it let it perform over time, and then of course you're going to take a look and see, you know, what's what's bringing you traffic, what's not bringing you traffic. Um, and you have to be careful about that because a lot of sites will will generate a ton of impressions, but very few clicks. Or some will generate impressions and clicks, but you'll never convert. 
And that tells you, generally speaking, especially if you're getting the clicks, that the site's just not conducive to, to your sales. So you obviously you need to shut that down. And a lot of this sounds like common sense, but many people just sort of trust Google to um, or trust AdWords to do the right thing in terms of setting their ads on the on the pages that are likely to generate, you know, uh, clicks and then and then conversions. But really, that's not the case. You need to take an active interest in going in and and setting that up. So with this particular client. Well, yeah, before you go ahead, um, now you, you talk about when you look at people's, you, you can look at the competitor sites, right, to see who's you, where your you ads can see are being shown. Yeah, you have the option of seeing. You can you can dig and find um, find you where your competitors are advertising on in terms of the sites themselves. And um, right, but can you, can you see where your ads are being shown? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, no, you can see so, where your ads are being shown. So and now. Then you, so so now let, let's say I go to a site and I'm looking to see, like say I'm getting a lot of impressions and clicks, but they're not converting. Now, it would probably be smart for me to go and take a look at the site and see, you know, and this is why we say sometimes selling products, uh, you know, PP, you know, uh, products. Contextual uh, is not really right, always the greatest. Yeah, it isn't always the greatest because you know if you're selling a particular product, like say if you're selling. Um, um, a wood table, and um, it just happens that this site is talking about building a wood table. Chances That's a someone... perfect example. Of, you're absolutely right. Obviously, people that are on that site are interested in doing it themselves. They don't want to buy a table, but because the keywords are set up and, and the way AdWords is so vague, you know, in terms of sticking your ad anywhere anywhere they feel it might be justified, um, you know, your ad on that page is not going to do you a whole lot of good. That's an example of where you're going to get a lot of impressions but very few clicks. And um, if you get the clicks, they're not going to convert because, you know, you know, the person's mentality is, well, I want to see what kind of coffee table I could build. And right, exactly. Goes, and then, the, yeah, they just want to look, and then that's going to waste your money and, and not do anything for you or your client. So, um, And then, you know, you'll get other examples where it's just a situation where you can actually use that. You can use both contextual and sponsored search to, to make value determinations on your landing pages. Obviously, if you're just not converting, you know, you you probably have issues with your landing pages, but with contextual in particular, um, you know, if you have sites that are providing uh, a clicks and they're they're providing impressions and clicks, and you see, okay, this looks like something that would, um, you know, especially where the site is uh, in terms of their content, this looks like something that should provide me with a steady stream of revenue, but it isn't. You know, sometimes it's good to look inward then at that point and say, okay, you know, why are why are people, you know, they're obviously clicking on the ad, the ads are working out. Um, you know, that's another thing. You can judge the ads as well if you're getting a lot of impressions but no clicks, and you think that things should line up in terms of people having an interest in the in in what you're offering. You can look at the ad itself too. But but you know, within within AdWords, obviously, there's a lot of opportunities to take a look at your side of the equation, your ads, your bids, you know, your landing pages, and and you know, adjust those things accordingly. Okay, so um, so now we we came onto this client and he was doing a lot of contextual advertising, which we automatically just turned off. And, well, his yeah, we 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 first we turned it off because his impressions were through the roof, and um, you know that there's nothing wrong with having a lot of impressions, but when your click through rate is so incredibly low and you're not seeing the the type of conversions that you should get, we knew that his ads weren't terribly targeted, both in terms of the ads themselves and the places they were being shown. So one of the things we did was scale down the the contextual in a big way. Uh, to start with, and of course that raised up the CPC, which may or may not be a good thing depending on what the client has and what they're trying to offer. Um, 
it doesn't, you know, raising up the the CPC. Um, or I'm sorry, the click-through rate, not the CPC, but raising up the click-through rate doesn't necessarily bode well for businesses that are looking for, for a branding presence as well. In other words, they want to get their name out there, but with this particular client, he just wasn't targeting the right audience in any fashion. I mean, it was kind of like, let's just spend some money, stick the ads wherever you feel it's relevant, Google, and we'll see how it goes. And, um, you know, the spend was high. Uh, the, nothing was really targeted. And so, as Joe mentioned, what we did, we, we definitely tailored down the contextual um, and then we had to go back through and do some research in terms of the, the terms he was bidding on. A lot of the terms that were being bid on were just, you know, and you could look, it, this guy had PPC running for a long time, so you could look back over time and see that, you know, none of these had converted in a long time. These were searches that were so finite that people weren't really looking. So we tended to, to add some broader search terms, broaden out his search terms, both in terms of his brands, the brands of products that he was selling, and also just organic terms that are you know specific to the type of product that he's selling. So uh, after doing so, um, you know we noticed that obviously it picked up quite a bit in terms of clicks and, and conversions as well. Um, but then there were some problems where we noticed that particular pages weren't converting terribly well, uh, where whereas really they should have should have been. So um, Joe and I took a look at it and. One of the things we notice is that, and this is the kind of thing with PPC that you have to stay on top of, everybody looks outward. You have to sometimes look inward towards the client or, or the site itself. And we noticed that um, you know, if you looked at the resolution that they had, a lot of their products were well below the fold. So on particular product pages, the way this client's pages were set up, he would have a picture of the product and then the information below. Well. 30, we, Joe and I looked at it, and off of his analytics, you can see that, that I think it was actually closer to 40%. 40% of people use a resolution of, what is it, 1280-something uh, by 786 or something around there? No, it was like 1024 uh, by whatever like it was. 786, yeah. So you know, when 40% of your traffic uses that resolution, you need to look at the page in that resolution. Well, in doing so, we noticed that really, you, you pretty much just get the picture of the item. You don't get any information. And so, uh, after asking well, the well, client to, well, before you go ahead there now, you, you know, paint the picture. When, when you went to the page, all, all you saw, if you had that resolution, was the, the, the pages weren't really ideally set up in the first place. If it was, like, say, if it was uh, an office chair, um, it would, it would it just came in five colors. The information that you could get it in another color, other than the color that was shown, would always be well below the picture. So, you know, if, if you're coming in at that kind of resolution, you just see the picture, you think, okay, this guy has brown, and that's it. You know, that, that's all you get. And if you don't want a brown chair, that's the nature of ads. You're just going to go away. So the thing is, you need to get that information up front available for everyone, regardless of the resolution. Now, at the resolution that I use, um, and that most people use, which, forgive me, I don't know what, what the heck that is, but um, it, it's not the highest, but it's fairly fairly high. You know, I could see a good portion of the page, so I could see there were color samples below and, and that sort of stuff. But you know, Joe and I tested the lower resolutions, which accounted for 40% of his traffic, almost you know, not half, but but approaching half. You know, you just didn't get that kind of information. So if you're looking for a specific, you know, that chair, but in a different color or or something specific, you know, you'd click out of it really quick. So you know, we asked the client if they would change things so that the resolution really wouldn't matter. They did so, and obviously the the clicks. And uh, the, the clicks stayed the same, but the conversions picked up quite a bit. So, um, 
you know, those are some examples of things that you need to do. You, you can't always just look at, you know, the extenuating factors of PPC. You sometimes have to look at the site as well. And you also have to keep in mind, too, you know, everything revolves around around the ads and the keywords. And, and one of the problems that this, this client had was his keywords were all pretty much, you know, really written, you know, from... You know, the, whoever there wasn't a lot of research behind them. Well, there wasn't a lot of research, and they were more focused on branding the the company name, where the company name was the title of every ad. And if you're selling an office chair, you don't want the name of your company to come up on the title. Who cares? If it's an office chair, I want office chair. I don't want to see it say, you know, if it was Staples or whatever the company is, I don't want to see that as a header. I want to see office chair. And, you know, in the ad reflecting that, not, you know, it wasn't Staples, but let's, I'm using Staples as an example. If it was, you know, Staples.com, you know, Staples offers great office supplies, that, that, that ad doesn't scream out office chair to anybody. Right. Um, the, the term that people are typing in should be in the ad. Um, and that's another thing. You, you can set up the ad so that the keyword, key term they type in or key phrase is going to end up in the, in the header of the ad, obviously, if everybody knows that. But, but you know, it is important what Joe's saying. You, you know, whatever they're looking for, you, you need to reflect that in the ad, you know, and, and give them an incentive to click on the ad. So Right, right, and make it, make it as relevant as possible and, and, and send them to the correct pages. And your landing pages are important. And, and you gave a good example with the um, resolution because the problem with the resolution is when people come to your page, and, and a lot of people don't understand this, and, you know, i give you an example um, well, this is a, a different example. I was looking for something last night. I was looking for a, a bracelet, a men's bracelet. And I clicked on a pay-per-click ad, and it took me to a ring section, um, which it's totally that page is totally not going to convert um, because of, of the way it's set up. So I, I think people need to pay more attention to that. Um, but when, when you do send somebody to a page... It, I think people it, need to pay attention to the fact that you were looking for a men's bracelet. <laughs> uh, it was for a gift. It wasn't for me. Actually, I do have a men's bracelet, so there you go. Um, you, you know what it is? It's it's like if you're looking, if you're doing something broad like office table, you want to make sure that you have the best looking tables available above the fold, preferably the lowest priced because people are price conscious, and the, the, the cheaper you show up front, the more likely they'll stay and see the rest. But if you're selling something specific like, you know, a, a brown wooden oak table and you send them to the product page, well, you've got to make sure everything's there. You, what, what do you need when you buy a desk? How big is it? How much does it weigh? You know, what is it made out of? Um, give me some pictures. I want to see the profile, side, you know, top. Um, right. Whatever it is I need to make a sale without having to scroll down and you'll have a better chance of making a sale. Right. That's That's... You can follow that advice on most sites in terms of what you place on the landing page. It should be a, a nice balance between your nicest pieces in terms of aesthetics, because that keeps people on the page, and price. That doesn't apply to certain to, to certain PPC, and the reason why is because some things just cost a lot of money. People know that when they're looking for it, so price isn't so much. You know, it's it's obviously always going to be an issue, no matter what it is. For the most part, I mean, um, you know, nobody's buying Ferraris on, online, but I'll use that as an example. You know, um, you know, maybe if if you know that price isn't so much of an issue, then you want to focus on the aesthetics of it more. So, 
you know, there's always a proper balance. I mean, if you're selling something where it's in bulk and you're trying to, you're selling by price, 500 other people have it, and you're just trying to, you know, indicate that you have the best price, then obviously that's what you want to focus on. Or maybe it's selection. You know, you have a wide selection of whatever this thing is that they're looking for. So, you know, you have to sort of take a look at what your what your target demographic is, and alter the page accordingly. You know, make it make it set up for those people. But um, one other thing that we did in terms of this guy's PPC, I don't like to talk about um, the the bid placement um, or the average positioning. I should say I don't like to talk about the average positioning because everybody has their own secrets and thoughts on that. But I will say this: when you're dealing with a campaign, especially a sizable campaign, there's a tendency for people managing to managing PPC to take the easy way out. They want to go in and they want to say, okay. What's my average positioning? Well, average positioning, I mean, obviously you have an idea of where you want it to be, but that can be very misleading in terms of average positioning. The way this guy's PPC was set up, he had a ton of ads that would get, you know, three or four impressions a day, nothing. I mean, nothing. And whereas, you know, some of his better targeted terms, especially the ones we set up after we got a hold of it, you know, you're talking thousands upon thousands of impressions a day. Well, you know, if you have, uh, if if you have, and this guy had like five, six thousand key terms that were just invalid. I mean, they they were so finite that nobody was looking for this stuff in bulk. But if you added up the numbers, you know, because it didn't cost him any money, he was able to get the positioning that we thought was pretty good. You know, for those ads. So in other words, it made a misleading count for his average positioning. So the things that he should have been targeting higher. Um, you know he was too low on, but you wouldn't know it by looking at the overall average positioning because he had so many other terms raising it back up. You know what I mean? So you have to go through and, and take a look at the terms themselves and say, you know, can can this can this get clicks on a page two? Can this get clicks on a position five? You know, and and that's one of those things. You know, it's going to be term by term. So um, you know, if you have a, a very large campaign, you know, some things people dig. They dig a little bit deeper in terms of the number of ads that they'll click, or they do a little more comparison shopping. So, you know, you can adjust your position accordingly. Other things, you need to be, you know, pretty close to upfront. So, you know, it, it's something that you definitely have to take into consideration when you're setting up PPC. Okay, well, that's 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 pretty informative. I don't, I don't, I think that's pretty good. Um, for this, I want to try to cover one more topic or two before we have to call it um, a show. Um, I wanted to talk about real quick about link baiting. Um, I get a lot of emails, and I, I always, especially now with everything going on, it's kind of hard to um, answer all the emails. And 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 people wanted some ideas to get some some links, whether it's link baiting or or just getting links. Uh, there's a whole touchy subject of whether people should buy links, um, if you should, um, you know, how to buy links on the radar, um, should they buy links. Um, so I wanted to give some people some other ideas of, of ways to get links, and we talk about links a lot. Um, and But people have specific questions like um, blog posts. Now, we, we, we have clients that are offer either a service or products that people wouldn't normally link to. If you're selling like shoe polish, no one's going to go on their blog and say, hey, check out this great shoe polish I bought. Um, so we, we have to usually, in some cases, we create blogs because the blogs allow us to um, create content that's interesting and, and we can kind of make it relate to general people 
um, you know, or general people. But, you know, people, uh, you know. As opposed to really odd people who live under the sea. We don't really target them Well, often, you, know, you know, something that, that, that the average person would relate to. Um, we've talked about this before where, um, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast. I, I talk so much, I don't know where I said what. But, uh, you know, there was a client that we had that um, sells uh, soundproofing equipment. And, um, you know, you can't really blog about soundproofing and, and appeal to everyone. But if, if you do a post that's kind of uh, the, where the, the average person can see it fitting into their everyday lives, like if you have a kid who who has, um, you know, likes, wants to pick up an instrument, you know, you're worried about the noise, the neighbors, um, soundproofing would appeal to you if you're, uh, you know, a starving musician and, and you're you're debating on whether or not you you should go to a you studio, studio and practice. time or yeah, build you know, put your own together. Well, that, that's that's target marketing, you know, in in terms of just uh, just about and not every but just about every business has some level of ancillary marketing that can be done in terms of, you know, like you mentioned, soundproofing. I mean, you know what you said is true. I mean, there are people that would be interested in soundproofing. You know, uh, oh, you can't sleep at night? Well, you know, soundproofing. Oh, you want to record something? Soundproofing. You know, you're playing an instrument and you've gotten complaints? Soundproofing. So, you know, there are there are people out there that wouldn't maybe necessarily be drawn to that. They might be looking at, at other ways to solve the problem that you can sort of, you know, wheedle your way in there and, and maybe get their attention through that. Um, you know, so... Right, so the you know blogging gives us a way to um, just to write something that we can show people that hey you know this is relevant to what you are it's your creative way or it's a silly way you know your mother-in-law is coming for the weekend and you don't want to hear her and you, you soundproof the room and you don't have to hear her complain or, or whatever it is and make it interesting enough for people to want to link to it because um, links are important and you want to try to get them as naturally as possible and then. You know, taking the blogging with the social bookmarking with sites like StumbleUpon, Dig, and um, Reddit, and Netscape, and all those other places, um, you know, you can you can use that to try to gain links. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. It just depends on how creative you are. And uh, we're starting to see that there's a lot of factors involved. What the topic is, who it appeals to, sometimes even the time of day that you put it out there, who your friends are, how related they are to, or how interested they are in, in what you do. Um, I think we mentioned that we had purchased um, a gaming site uh, maybe two months ago um, that we had purchased for the purpose of testing social uh, bookmarking, and we had purchased it with uh, I think two hundred, a hundred or two hundred. It was 200 subscribers, and so we 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 did some monetizing to it. We we set it up in a way to where, um, you know, we could get some revenue, but it would still appeal to people. And we started socially bookmarking individual games. Um, and we were approaching the two month mark, and we were up to nearly a thousand subscribers um, just by using you know creative titles and you know um, social bookmarking. Uh, you know, even it even it's just a game a day because you 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 can't obviously do it too much because you'll um, you get banned. You'll get banned, but you know you would think no one was interested in flash games, but a lot of people are because they kill time at work. Um, See, that's that's the thing. I, I think the exact opposite. You know, and and the reason why is because. 
I think Google's making it impossible on businesses in order to drive people to to PPC. And um, you know, a lot of people are interested in flash games. I mean, you look on you look on Dig or or StumbleUpon or some of these sites, and it's you know. If you if you're working for a client, a client that's paying you, then chances are they sell a legitimate product or service. That's not very interesting most of the time. I mean, you know what? You know, I offer tax consulting. I mean, or you know, I sell educational leads or whatever it is. It's hard to blog about those types of things, make them interesting to a wider range of an audience, and get it socially bookmarked and have people show some interest. You know, if you post, oh hey, play the top ten classic games of the '80s. You know, hey, who doesn't want to play the top ten? You know, or uh, Jessica Alba nude on the beach. Who doesn't want to see that? You know, so that's the problem. Is that you know, Google wants everything to be relevant, but they, you know, they don't want people to buy links. They don't want, they want people to get links naturally. But if you're in a business where it's just you and your competition, and that's it, no one else really cares about what you offer, expect except for your specific target demographic. That's when it's hard to find links. And even blogging is, as you know, blogging is probably the best bet in terms of trying to get links. It's still hard, you know. Um, you know, like I said, if you, if you're working for a tax consultant, he's trying to get links in there. You know, it, blogging is tough. I mean, what are you going to do? Write, to, you know, you can write some good blog posts. You know, top ten things to remember you know, for small business owners to remember about taxes, and then, you know, try to work that in, uh, as a way into getting links and obviously also getting traffic to to your client's site, but. You know, most people are going to see that on Dig and go, ha. Ah, you know, it's it's, you know, it's it's uh, September. I really don't even start worrying about that until about April first because I got to turn them in on the fifteenth. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's it's hard when you're selling legitimate products and services. I mean, you know, games are one thing. Um, you know, I, hey, I've got crazy videos of you know some woman punched another woman in the face or a kid did a trick on a bike and this amazing. Some guy plays a guitar solo. You know. I mean that's that's the problem is that you know with social networking there's only so much of an audience for real legitimate you know products and services whereas you know just stuff of interest yeah I mean it's not it's not hard to get to get attention to that but you know how does that help a, an SEO trying to you know do good work for his client you know what I mean well it's 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 that's what makes it so that's what makes it so difficult is to and, and and you know Google is funny because I I've also done some testing with um let's say re repurposed video. Okay? I I've taken repurposed video from YouTube or other sites and I've posted them up on a blog and just socially bookmarked. And I don't know, you know, I did it in my spare time. I did maybe one every couple of days depending on what the topic was. And not only did I manage to reach nearly 100,000 page views in a month, but I was also able to get organic traffic on a blog that was non-existent uh, with no page rank because uh, from the, you know, the links that I was getting from, from the social networking sites, um, that it started ranking for, you know, uh, certain terms that it wasn't even optimized for. You know, it was just maybe two sentences and, uh, you know, a title tag and it's it's ranking for good enough terms to bring traffic in on um so you know it it's it's it, it's it's just weird how well, tell, tell the listeners what what type of videos that you uh repurposed for that for that 3000 in traffic I, I know which one you want me to say where the one about the woman punching another woman in the face well, yeah, and then you know how to turn a, a pen light into a or a pencil into a flashlight, and you know, 
I mean, that stuff's all great. It's interesting. It's fun. You know, we both look at the videos on the site when you put them up, and, oh, that's funny, you know, or that's interesting. But, you know, that's, that's exactly the type of thing where Google is making it so much easier for content like that to easily find an audience. You know what I mean? Whereas if you, if you run a business, you're trying to rank for terms. You know, there's, if it's not glamorous, if it's not exciting, if it's not interesting, and you can't get those, you know, most people, you, you put a post up about something related to a business, they could care less. You know, so you're, it's a slow, hard journey for, for, you know, SEOs trying to get links for businesses. And, um, you know, let's face well, it, that's, that's who your paying clients are going to be. You know, I, you we know, can't put it, woman punches woman on the face for a client selling, you know, uh, furniture, selling, you know, whatever. I mean, we can't do that because the relevance isn't there. A, what would it be doing on the site? You know, so, you know, I mean, what woman punches woman in the face over taxes? I mean, what do you, you know, come on. Hey, yeah, you could dub it and say, you know, you know, uh, I don't know what you would I'm say. The greatest but, tax fights, you know. I mean, you know, that, that's, that's the reality of it. But see, when when you have when you have you know um, sites like YouTube that are really popular, uh, you know companies have to really think about well, how do I get exposure to my company? If if you're you're you offer a service that can be that's offered nationwide, and you're not really because you know if it's in New York, it's going to be harder to get clients. But if you did something like an SEO service and you put together a, a skit. Or you know, a funny cartoon, or some something controversial that that would get exposure and get traffic, and then hopefully in turn turn into sales and leads is 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 very slim because a you have to either have the budget to do it and do testing, um, and just be lucky and, and hope that you know whatever creative you put into it is going to come back and 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 be worth well and the people are going to like yeah you just said a mouthful to be honest because that's that's my biggest issue with google i'm sure they're really upset that i don't like them but um you know google has is is in a way the way they've set up links where okay you can't buy it we don't like link exchanges we don't you know we're not going to give you any help in, in trying to get links and as a matter of fact we're going to even try to discourage you from getting links and yet we're going to base your rankings on those links in a way they're trying to turn us all into these singing dancing morons that you know it's like you know it, just because something is interesting or funny does it have a real merit or does it have a real value in terms of business well you know, Google's banking on the fact that you're not going to get those rankings. You know, you're not going to get those rankings, so what are you going to do? Well, you know, you're going to buy into PPC, and, you know, you're going to spend some money. And the more people that do it, the more competition there's going to be. So the lower your return on advertising spend is going to be. You know what I mean? So I mean, right, but, but, Google, see, Google doesn't make any money off organic rankings. They don't make a damn dime except for, you know, in AdSense. And let's face it, you know, that's just a, to them, that's just an avenue for putting up ads that people are, you know, hopefully that people are going to click on and that they're going to collect money on. So, you know, Google is working against, in my opinion, and it, it's working against people who are trying to rank organically. And, you know, it's obviously in their best interest to do so. They want you to pay. You know, they want businesses to pay for placement. And, um, you know... You know when 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 I got involved in web design in the 90s um you know 
I was just learning about search engines back then. I really didn't know. I mean, I had to think, well, how am I going to get traffic to my site? So, you know, I did the thing that everybody else did. You know, you'd go to people. go to 500 directories and slap your stuff on there, and you'd contact other businesses and ask for a link exchange, and half of them would reply and go, yeah, that sounds great. You know, we're both in business. Hey, you're over there. I'm over here. We'll help each other out. You know, and those days are gone. You know, that, even if you could do that anymore, it's, it doesn't work. Google doesn't want to see it, you know. And, you know, back then you could buy links and no one gave a care. You know, now today it's like, well, you know, you have to get links from people that are genuinely interested in what you offer. Well, what if you offer something boring? You know, guess what? No one's interested in it. So, you know, but does that mean, you know, but strangely enough, as soon as you turn to PPC, now I'll call, now Google's terribly interested in it. Now, oh, hey, look, we're going to get you a high placement. You know, well, that's not really right, you know, frankly. I mean, well, that, that's why that's why people like there's we've talked about blog posts, we've talked about video. I mean, there's white papers. You can do uh, tutorials are always great to um, you know podcasting. You know, even though Google makes it hard for you to rank, uh, there's always ways to beat the system. That's well, yeah, that's what SEO is in a sense. What, what I was trying to say before was even though I didn't know much about search engines back then. I still found other ways to get traffic. Back then, web rings were big. You know, posting, uh, you know, on guest books was big. All, all those things were to get traffic to your sites, you know, or you would do like those uh, click-through programs where every time you clicked on a site, you'd get a, a you know, somebody, you, your site would get served to somebody else. And it, it, still, it still goes on today. People still do that. There's, you know, banner exchanges and stuff like that. So there's, there's ways the ways to get traffic. You just have to do your research. Get a on top of it. Yeah, and and do what you can. I mean, a lot of people will come to me and say, "Joe, I'm ready to do SEO. I got a new site," and it's like, "Well, you know, it's going to take you a while before that happens. You, you need to. It's great you're thinking about SEO now, but you have to look at the big picture. What are you going to do until then? Until your site starts ranking, even when it does rank, there's no guarantee it's going to be up on the first page. You're going to have to do some work on it. What do you do? PPC. Okay, what else do you do? Are you gonna? How else are you gonna drive traffic to the site? Are you gonna do press releases? Are you gonna buy some banner advertisements? Um, what, what are the ways? You know, a lot of people don't don't talk about that. Um, you know, how do you, how are you gonna make it easier for people to spread the word about your stuff? If uh, you know, I'm gonna. You know, it's like it, it's like you you have to find the way to to just be. Um, you know, creative about when when you have something interesting. When people come to your site, they go to your blog and they like it. Is it easy for people to send an email to somebody to say, "Hey, check out this site"? Because yeah. that back then, that's how you got people to know about you. You'd say, "Hey, check out this site" or "Look at this site." You know, um, right, send now an, you know, send an email to uh, your friend or whatever. You know, just type their email address here. You know. And, and, and like when we start when we started the business, when we started Mister SEO. Um, it was all on no budget. We did everything, no money, just our time. We wrote articles. We, we, you know, we did what we could. We had started the podcast two years ago as a way as an education tool, um, and it, it's 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 helped recognize the business. And I'm going to tell you a funny story, which could be a little embarrassing to me, but I think it's pretty funny. Um, you know, we we usually think that we only, you know, target SEOs or people interested in SEO. But you, you know, you realize that 
Everybody on the Internet that does a business, thinks about has a business, everybody who has a website is interested in what we do. And we're not one of the bigger companies. We're not Bruce Clay. We're, 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 we're just not at that level. At least not yet, because we're we're even though we do work with big companies, our our, our main objective is to help small to mid-sized businesses um, get on the internet affordably and help compete with the bigger companies. And and so um, I, I had to go on eBay because, like I said earlier on, I'm getting married in October, and um, my fiance is taller than me, and she's taller than me by maybe three inches. And for the wedding, she's getting like three inch heels on her shoes. Well, it's it's. I'm still too short. You know, even though I'm wearing shoes, I have an inch heel. It's not tall enough. So she's like, honey, I want you to get lifts. And I'm like, that's like the worst thing a short guy wants to hear is, you know, to wear lifts. Right. So I, I was like, you know what, I'll get them and see if, you know, what they do. I'm still going to be shorter, but I won't be that short. I've never wore them, so I don't know how comfortable they're going to be. And so I went on eBay and I, I purchased something. And it's just funny that when... Um, the guy emails you back and says, hey, Joe, I know you. <laughs> yeah. And, again, and you're like, oh, goes, how embarrassing. He's like, small world. He goes, I listen to the podcast all the time. And it was like kind of embarrassing because it's like, you know, I don't want, you know, it's kind of shoe lifts, I guess. It's, I, we I've had talked about that in a podcast like 100 years ago. Oh, really? If you, if you remember, yeah, we talked about lifts, you know. So uh, somebody yeah. had emailed us about uh, about lifts, or they wanted some help with lifts, or something like that. Or no, no, I remember what it was. Somebody emailed us a question. They said, "I sell shoe lifts. How the hell am I going to advertise that? Or you know, how am I, how am I going to, you know, get links for that? Or or what sort of? No, I remember what it was. What sort of articles would I write for that? Yeah. So right, well, it is a perfect example, you know. Uh, and and here it is. Like usually, I don't care. She's telling me to me, it, it it it's not an issue. But she's, like, concerned about pictures, and, you know, she doesn't want to be too short, and, and she can't take her shoes off because the dress is too long. So she's, like, get shoe lift. So after some resistance for me, I was like, okay, I'll go look and, and see. And um, I, the only reason why I went to eBay was because I was already on eBay because um, I'm, I'm a shopaholic sometimes on eBay. And I came across the shoe lift, and I was like, all right. So, But it was just funny how how – our reach has come, and, and it was from the podcast. Um, something that's not really SEO, like, which is my point, is it's not organic is great. But the you know, if you built a site and you did a podcast, it would get links because it's something people would link to, and then you'd have that link popularity that that website to link to your site. So even though it's not exa- even if it, or if it was on your site, it would help you even more. So it's it one one helps the other you're reaching a market and people in one way that's helping you out with your organic seo in another way so right. you know when people say well you know seo this seo that people just think content and links but there's there's a whole other avenue yeah there's well, a whole the other thing avenue to, to get about, oh yeah the thing you have to think about too is um you know in terms of uh, in terms of organic rankings you know you may uh, be up against a stiff wall of competition, some well-embedded people in the top 10 or 20. Um, you know, you, you're starting out fresh. You don't have a lot of links. Now, obviously, podcasting has a much smaller audience than the Internet as a whole. No no kidding. I mean, you know, there aren't a whole lot of people looking out there for, for podcasts. But of the people that are, if you offer a service and say that, you know, there's you and maybe two other people doing a podcast, which at the time we started, that was, I think it was us and one other, I think it was us and, and uh What's Webmaster Radio? That was it at the time, and um, you know it's an easy way to distinguish yourself. You're not going to distinguish yourself in terms of the broad audience of the internet, in terms of your rankings, 
But, you know, you can distinguish yourself in terms of, you know, people offering podcasts about whatever it is that you offer. And that in turn can help you get links to your site. So, you know, as your pop- as your podcast becomes more popular, that, you know, that that's a way to go. And podcasting is not, it's time consuming, but it's not terribly expensive for the most part. So, Well, you, and you know what's good too, they, they have networks where you can aver- you can swap advertising. So we're getting ready to announce um, a sponsor, which we'll hopefully announce in the next podcast. That um, you know, we've been we're we're a little bit different. We're we're really picky about who sponsors, and and the sponsor is going to help us continue to bring the podcast because we didn't feel like we wanted to charge uh, listeners. Uh, but but anyway, if you did have a podcast and you wanted exposure, you could cross promote with another podcast that was similar, and just say, look, I'll swap. You know, here's a, a little advertisement. You know, fifteen second. You give me fifteen second soundbite of your, and I'll play it in my show, and and then you're you're getting you know more exposure and an opportunity to get more links and more customers. Right, um, or or if it's something you know, we've we've had people on the show. Joe has interviewed people that um, you know, like business branding is an example. Now we've interviewed other SEOs, you know, people that we like and people that we work with and that we know in the business, but um. You know, people, even even companies that you know, we do business branding as well. But this this guy, that's his sole business. You know, and uh, the guy was out of the UK, if I recall. And um, you know, it's it's a situation where you can do an interview. Now, what happens when you do an, inter- do an interview? Well, it gives you a topic to talk about. It's something that maybe you know you're you you deal with, but you're not as familiar as somebody who makes it their their primary business. So it gives you an opportunity to learn, and and also you know nine times out of ten, if this person has a blog or a site or whatever it is, they're going to mention that hey, I was featured on the podcast. They're going to link to your site, you know your podcast pages, and it's going to help you. So there's there's umpteen ways in which you know something like that can help you. So yeah, cross promotion is very important. Yeah, I mean, and and that's a great example of of. What what you just said about um and you know interviewing other people you can interview other you know you can interview other websites other you know wh- whatever it is that you're doing that you can use something like a podcast or even a video about um you know uh, like a review like you said somebody would link to that if they saw that we do it all the time you know uh, somebody writes a uh, we do an interview or somebody writes something about us we link to it because we want people to read about it that it it helps me. And it helps them because they're getting links, they're getting traffic, and it's and I'm getting traffic and notoriety. And, and the good thing about that too is the whole concept of business before the internet. How did people do business, especially if you did something like a service? You you did it by um, you know building a network of people. It's it's easier now that but we, we Alan, we just had a meeting this morning with people in California that we would have never met being based in New York. But but thanks to the internet and the connections that we've made working on the podcast and doing SEO and like the people we've interviewed, we've become friends with them. We've done work with them. We've done you know we've given them work. So it's 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 kind of you know it's kind of uh, basis of building a business. And and even though um, it, it's not technically SEO, it still kind of can help your SEO when you when you get links and you get people to, to support you and they have blogs and they have networks of people. It it just kinda of all comes together and it, it all does, you know, the one purpose of, of helping you get business. By the way, I want to point out you were you were brilliant on that meeting. This was an hour long meeting and uh, Joe's contribution was that when somebody mentioned LinkedIn, Joe chimed in and said, Yeah, I have a profile on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, this some Good work, buddy. Good work. Thanks for leaving me hanging out there for the majority of the hour. You know what? There, there's some meetings that I will talk. I, I, I was supposed to have a five-minute meeting today, and it went 35 minutes because I, I talk so much. There's some meetings that I'll talk on and on and on and on. And there's some meetings that I really don't either don't need to talk or, like, my input is really not needed. And I'm just there because... You know, I, they want me on the call, so it's it's just one of you know it's just you know oh there's plenty of meetings where where you don't say anything or some meetings you don't even show up to and so you know I I think you earned your pay uh, today by doing that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So I'm no, but you know there's no oh, go ahead go ahead no 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 go ahead go ahead say what you gotta say no but um you know there's a lot of um. There are ways to beat the system, and then I guess by saying beat the system, I'm talking about how hard it has become necessarily to get links for certain uh, business entities. And, you know, I remember a long time ago um, we wrote an article called uh, PR1 to PR5 in 30 days, and, you know, that was only a couple of years ago, maybe maybe a little over two years it, ago it at was, that time. You know what it was? It was zero to five in one update, and that was our one update. Site. Okay, so, three, so typically three months. And... Um, you know, that was possible back then. That was honestly possible. You could realistically do that. And it's not that it's impossible today. It's just impossible for most businesses to ever get that kind of rating, especially now that Google's kind of indicated that they're not really going to update the, the PR status of sites. They're just going to leave us hanging, which I find retarded. But, um, you know, it, it's not necessarily possible today. So things have gotten harder. You know, it's harder for your clients and it's harder for you to sell your services if you're an SEO because, you know, now what, what you used to say, okay, we'll try to get you on the boards here within an update, and now it's, you know, this could take a year. I mean, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but as Joe said, if you if you think about it and you look at all the possible avenues you could try to get incoming links from, and, and I'm, I'm talking strictly about off-site SEO here, you know, link building, there are ways to get it done, and there are ways, even outside of link building and, and organic rankings, to still use the internet to get your business out there and known. Um, you know, PPC just being one of them. As you know, we talked about the podcast; it's another. There are several if you think about it. So, and of course, videos coming into the forefront. You know, even a, even a video about something boring. Um, you know, we'll get some traffic. It's not going to get the kind of traffic that, that you know, it's not going to be top ten material on YouTube by any means. But, you know, will people see you? Sure. You know, it's just a matter of deciding whether or not it's worth the money to put it together, um, you know, and, and how professional you're going to go and all that stuff versus the amount of traffic you hope to get. So, And, and, and always keep in mind, and I, and I get this a lot, people come to me and say, Joe, and, and, and here's here's something I don't want people to do, and this is this pisses me off. I had a guy come to us and say, I want to do SEO. We put together a proposal, and it, it was a pretty decent – it was small. It's like $3,000 to do what he wanted to have done. And he turned around and he said, well, why would I want to spend $3,000 on a site that only cost me $1,000 to build? And that's a person who doesn't get anything about business. And if 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 you only have right, that's that, you know what that's equivalent of that's um, I bought a storefront on the edge of town where no on a street that nobody drives past. In fact, you wouldn't even know the store exists unless you got lost. Why should I spend any money on advertising? You know because the, because I got the storefront so cheap. Well, you got it so cheap because you don't have any traffic. You're not going to have any traffic. You know, and the only way you're going to get to you're either going to spend money up front getting a, you know, if you if you're thinking of real estate business, not, I don't mean real estate itself, but I mean you know like a, a storefront business, 
you know, you're either going to be located in a prime area where people are going to see your store and you're going to get some traffic, or you're going to be located out in the boonies and you're going to have to bring people in somehow, and that's going to be done through advertising because people don't know where you are unless you tell them. You know, so you're going to pay up front in, in paying a lot more in rent for a, for a prime placement, or you're going to pay later in the form of advertising so that you let people know where you're at. You know, prime placement obviously has an advantage because it's usually convenient. There are other stores nearby. People are already shopping, but that's beside the point. The point is that, that you know, that's retarded. That's the most retarded thing I've ever heard. Well, you, pe- pe- people have to understand, and, and people, um, you know, we, we do a lot of work that we don't talk about. You know, we, we, we try to help people where we can, and we turn away a lot of business where, you know, because – because um, we are a resource and we put ourselves out there, people tend to come to us and say, hey, listen, I only have this much amount of money. What can I do with it? And if it's a small amount, I usually say D- don't don't spend it on us. Spend it doing other things. Spend it, um, you know, or, or use your time. I'll point it to, to some information and say do this, do that. Um, do this on your own time. Get it built up to this level save your money because people most people that start a business um there's two types of people there's somebody who's starting out that needs money and they figure the only way to get more money is to start a business and then they take the little bit of savings they have and they think if they throw 500 bucks at a thousand dollars that it's going to turn into something and in, in most cases not it doesn't turn into anything but wasted money um so we usually just refer those people to information and give them some tips to help them get their business started yeah. other people just have money they don't have time and they you know it's like we can't say oh you know check out the resources here and here they're like look that's what i'm paying you for get it done so right. you know and, those, and those people have the money and they they want us to do the work you know right and, and do and do you know it, it, it's it's you you have to I, I, you sometimes i feel bad turning away people when they come and say look this is all i have what can i do and it, sometimes it's hard to hear somebody say you really can't do anything with this because it's it's just such a small amount. Uh, well, they said I can. I, I heard I could do this. I, I heard I could do that. It's your site's new. Here's some things. Work on this. It's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. Same thing with big companies. Big companies will come to us and say, okay, here, well, here's a bunch of money. Get us here in, in in this amount of time. And then when you yeah, we're in Q2. Show us you know 100 percent improvement by Q3. Well, <laughs> you know, oh, if I could, you know. Yeah. So I, I just want people to, have, you know, a lot of people who listen to the show already know um, what SEO is, you know, what it's about, how long it takes, um, and most of the people anyway who listen are other SEOs anyway. Um, it, I, I just want people to understand that it's it, it's there. There's other ways besides uh, people just think, and I get this all the time, especially with corporate clients, where they're like SEO on page, off page. That's it. No, I mean they're, uh, they're usually more, it's just on page. Well, you know, or or off page one or the other they you know they they these people have horrible sites set up and think I need some links well you know you need a lot more than that but yeah you're right I mean people don't people people look at the at the website related uh, I don't want to say website related but they look at the traditional SEO aspects only and fail to realize that things are changing right See, things change all the time well we'll put a proposal together six months ago and a client will come to us and say hey I'm ready to do this. And well, guess what? You know, this has changed. This has changed. And this has changed since the the last time we put this proposal together. It's not our fault, but you know, when Google changes the way they do things, um, it 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 affects um, you know the things that we we projected. Um, so it's 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 it's. I don't even know where I'm going now. I just now I'm totally off track. 
Um, no, you were it, saying you, you need to look at the at all the possible avenues of getting your business out there that are related. If you're an internet-based business, there are plenty of. You know, the other day I was on, uh, I was watching TV. Um, what the hell was I watching? I think it was a World Series of Poker, and um, of course they had a lot of commercials for poker sites. You know, but um, there are actually a lot of dot coms advertising on television now, and I'm not necessarily saying. I mean, that's expensive, no doubt, but you know, you don't see that kind of stuff on NBC, ABC, or the major networks because the sites generally can't afford it. But you know, watch Discovery late at night, you'll see it. You know, or or you know, health science channel or whatever it is, you know, or some of those some of those, you know, more backwater channels there, you'll see some of that stuff. And the reason why is because, you know, it reaches a, a wide audience. So think about it in those terms, you know. There are other methods of advertising as well, radio advertising, television advertising, but even on the internet itself, as Joe said, you know, you can do a podcast, you can put videos together, you know, you can um, you know, if your site sells something, you can you know, try to make that site into more of a resource for people because a lot of things, especially information-based services, and I'm not specifically referring to SEO, but I brought up tax consulting earlier. You know, a lot of people will hire a tax consultant because they'll go looking for the information they want first. They'll find out as much as they can find out, and then they realize they still need more. You know, so you know that's a method where if you're offering tax services, you don't want to give everything away, but you can give some information out that will help people in general. You know, stuff that they're not likely to pay for that they probably could find on the internet and other locations. But you know, you're going to put it into one comprehensive place. It's going to be a good resource. Other people that that you know, uh, um, you know, are more likely to link to that. They're more likely to say, look, if if you know, I like even Yahoo Answers. If you if you don't have uh, information on you know, if you need more information on taxes, go here. This guy's site's pretty comprehensive. It offers a lot of information. I mean, so there are ways. There are ways outside of okay, let's fix the tags, put some content on it, set the navigation right, and get some links in here. You know, there are other things to think about. Right, and it's the, the whole purpose is, you know, SEO, PPC. Yes, do, do you need it if it's a new site? Absolutely. SEO is long term. PPC is now, but there's other things you can do. Um, there's a lot of affiliate programs going on, and, and people get excited, you know, at the opportunity of making extra money, but they don't know exactly what has to go into making that extra money. They think, oh, my affiliate's going to give me this website, and that's it. I'm going to start making some money, and it, it it just doesn't go like that. You have to have something unique. You have to provide value. Without value, no one's going to link. Um, unless you pay for a link or you pay for someone to review uh, your site, yada yada yada. So it, there, there's a lot. I just want people to think outside the box when it comes to, uh, you know, people. SEOs are always talking about, uh, you know, getting links and 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 on page, off page. But I don't hear anybody saying about the other ways to get links, the other ways just to get business to you that will translate into links. Um, because if somebody heard your show or they saw your video or they read your article. Or um, you know whatever it is that you did, you know, read your press release that got you the traffic, or or at least got you recognition. Um, because before the searches became really popular with traffic, people were still getting traffic to the websites without them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Definitely. So I, I guess Most that's it. I didn't really get to everything I wanted to, but I guess I can use that for another podcast. I wanted to talk about uh, how to monetize a site uh, for traffic. Um, set for traffic for um, just to monetize the site, um, and I, I guess we'll do that the next show, and hopefully we'll be able to announce our uh, our new sponsor. Um, we're still working out um, uh, the details on that. Um, so you, you have you want to close with anything? 
Uh, not really. I think we we got a lot covered, and uh, like you said, we'll cover monetization next time. You can talk about uh, monetization of traffic if you want, or we can talk about monetization of you know, I don't know, ogres or uh, you know, box cutters or you know, whatever egg McMuffins, you know. Right. I'm sure I'll get emails about my shoe loves. You know, I, I love people in SEO. <laughs> and your man bracelet. Everybody's, you know, everybody I talk to that I've associated with, whether you know I've done business with them or just friends with them, you know, pe- people are, are are all have the same whack ball sense of humor in SEO, and I'll get links to people that'll people IM me and say, hey Joe, check this link out. And I'll, uh, it, it, they, somebody was talking about you, and they know how to get me to click on something too, and I'll click on it, and it'll be a, a naked guy sitting on a bed holding a guitar, and it's. Right. Yeah, you know, it's it, so you know. I, I, I like to see what, what, what jokes come out of this one. Um, but anyway, that's it. We'll we'll um, we'll get back to you guys hopefully next week, and we'll have that information. And our sponsor is going to be Kick Ass because it's um, somebody that we use, um, somebody that you guys would use, probably already use. And if you don't use them, you should use them. And not only are we going to have them as a sponsor, but we got it so that you guys will get a discount on the services that they offer. So it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's good for everybody all around. Yeah, it's a it's a it's they offer a, a tool that um, that you know we've made really good use of over the years, and um, and actually they offer a lot of other things now that. Uh, that you know, we some we've had an opportunity to try out, others we haven't. But um, a well-respected company in the industry, so we're, we're pretty excited about that. And uh, if you want to hint at who they are, just visit the Mr. SEO blog. You'll have an idea right there. Um, all right, so this is Joe and Al, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Take care. Now we've reached the end of the show. Come back again for the man of the know. He's Mr. SEO, Joe Bellastrino.